What is up, beautiful people? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Auto Skin Detail. Give them a follow on Instagram, like a couple pictures, show them some love. This podcast is also brought to you by Cinder, fulfilling all of your cannabis needs in Spokane. Visit them at cindersmoke.com and order your buds before you get to the store. Let's go. What is up, beautiful people of the world? My name is Exact Change, and I'm happy to be here today with my guest, local business owner, detail wizard, Cody Duncan. What's up, dog? Hey, man. Usually when we get on here, we're just bullshit. Today, Mm -hmm. we're serious. Well, I guess so. We're talking business. I want to know, man, because... You You made the call, and I said I would love to fill it in, you know? Well, I think that there's a lot of people out there that really just want to start a business. They're, you know... A lot of people want to do a lot of things, but I feel like it's the very beginning steps in the organization or the not knowing how to kind of put the pieces together. So that's why I wanted to get you on. So maybe you could kind of explain how you've put together your business and then, you know, maybe be able to help out some of these younger kids or people inspiring to be like you. Totally. Totally. Well, just to fill you and uh, the people in, I have a auto detail shop here in Spokane. It's called Auto Skin. Um, it is basically like a car wash detail shop, and uh, we are on uh, next Friday. It's next Friday, June fifth. Mm-hmm. That'd be the, that'd be the five year mark. Oh wow! Yeah. So rewind five years before next Friday. Um, I was working for someone, and uh, well, a couple months before that, but I was working for someone and uh, detailing cars and. I remember the day too. It was the day everything changed was when I figured out that the guy that I worked with next to me was getting, he was flagging and getting uh, like a cash commission for each car he detailed. And I was working by the hour. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So this dude's, you know, being able to excel and put yeah. in more money and I'm just making. Well, I, I remember, I remember I went over to the, like the service department and I said, oh, that Audi over there, I did that. And so whatever the flag rate is or whatever, if I could get that, that'd be great. And the lady looked at me and said, you're not on flag hours. You, you just work by the hour. And I said, oh, really? And I went in to the manager and said, uh, I would like to get flagged hours just like the other guy who works here. I'm just as capable. I've, he's been doing it a lot longer than me, but I do more cars and, you know, and I remember the look on his face, like as if I was taking something from him. And at that, I left his office upset. And about 10 minutes later, I walked back in and I said, I, I need to find something else to do. And he was my friend, and he said, uh, "He said, well, what's the plan? Like, what are you going to do? And I just said, two weeks from now, I'm just not going to be here, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, that so was... So how was that? I mean, telling your friend that. I mean, but you just kind of had to make a well, tough I'm, decision well, I mean, for yourself. Well, I mean, here's the thing about, like, getting in business for yourself. No one's going to think it's a good idea for you. Mm-hmm. No one. Not your best friend, not your mom, not your wife, not your girlfriend, Nobody is going to think it's a good idea. And you have to believe in yourself and say, 
I can do this because I'm capable. I, I'm a natural salesman and I have the skills to do this. I just need to get off my ass and do it. But no one around you, the closest people to you, matter of fact, will tell you it's not possible. And what is that you think? Do you think that's fear? Um, a little bit of fear. Or their own failure. Or? Well, here's the thing is people want to see you do well, but they do not want to see you do better than them. Mm. It's a big point. They want to see you do good. Do you think that's like a psychological, just kind of a thing that they don't really realize? Well, people think, people believe that they're in competition with their peers, you know, even though they're not in the same field, Mm -hmm. it's just, they're just in this life competition. And so going back to that, uh, you know, doing well, but not doing as good as other or not doing as good as yourself is they just don't want it to be successful in the sense that. Like they don't want you to fail, but they also kind of don't want you to succeed. If you were to say, Hey, I'm going to try this for a little bit. And if it doesn't work, I'm just going to back away. Mm -hmm. Then people will be like, Oh, okay. I understand. But if you approach it, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to be doing this 10 years down the road and spin it into something else. People will tell you it's not possible. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, and that's, that's, well, it's, it's about who you surround yourself with. Honestly. But like you said, you kind of said best friend, sit, you know, wife, family, like Mm -hmm. it's just, is it kind of just like a instinctual thing to kind of be like, Ooh, that's risky. I I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if I would, if I would go that, I don't know if I would do that Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yep. Cause well, cause what happens is, is people end up, uh, you know, they have chosen a path and their path either is successful or they plan on it being successful. And so to them, gotten there yet. And so to them, they're thinking, I don't know about like my, my plan. I'm going to get there, but whatever you're deciding to do right now, that shit ain't going to work. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's hilarious how that doubt will quickly turn to inspiration when you are successful and people are like, Oh wow. How'd you do that? Well, I mean, I mean, I see, I think about this all the time. What is the definition of a business being successful? More it, money coming in this year than last year. Okay. Well then, you know. isn't that like the, the, the expectation of business is that somehow you're supposed to consistently be, you're supposed to grow every year. Yeah, sure. And I crazy. mean, if that is the definition of a successful, you know, I'm, I'm so used to not kind of like patting myself on the back because that shit doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if the definition of successful is growing every year, you know, we're successful. Yeah. You know, I think the definition of successful would be to make your own schedule, mm-hmm. provide an income for the people that you love mm-hmm. and, uh, and be free basically. And, and being, being in a business probably that's going to last the test of time. Totally. And, and you never really know what, I mean, some people kind of go into things knowing that, hey, this is going to be around 10 years from now. In other things, you just kind of get lucky. Like, for instance, in our situation, the COVID virus Mm -hmm. absolutely did nothing to us. It was absolutely, it was shocking, right? So the COVID virus comes in, all these businesses get shut down. We slowed, we're, we're, we're probably about 70%. Um, of what we normally would do, but the COVID virus comes through. A lot of people have to shut down business. We happen to sneak in right in there where the, we are considered essential because auto auto maintenance is was able oh, to stay okay. open. Yeah, and we technically are auto maintenance, and um, 
you know, people want to people want to forget the past in terms of this virus. And so what ends up happening is they contact us and say, my car's dirty. I've had people in it. I don't know what they had. Mm-hmm. You know, I need it cleaned up. Yeah. True. And so the car lots shut down. But normal people on the street were more like, hey, this is what, you know, I, I need my car, you know, cleaned up. Do you guys deal with rentals at all? Or? Um, you mean like rental cars? Companies? Yeah. Do they get their stuff cleaned for you guys? Or? Um. Not so much. We've done some stuff for Enterprise, okay. but but very little. I most just rented of, a car, so I was curious. Most of our business comes from car lots up and down, up and down in our yeah Sprague. Sprague yeah. Yep, in our uh, in in our town here. So, but you're saying it's been more just people off personal, the street. Yeah. yeah, because the car lots took a back seat because of you know they did have to shut down mm-hmm. because they're selling vehicles, and so yeah, it, it made a it made a big difference, uh, you know, with the way that we actually are working, you know, where we're doing more personal cars. But, um, but the main thing is, is about getting into a field that is going to last the, te- you know, everyone drives a car. There's so many cars. I used to sell cars and we would sell uh, at the Hyundai lot. We would sell 90 cars a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's one lot. So take that times 30 in town. There's a lot of new cars on the road every year. Mm-hmm. And so with those cars, though their old cars get traded in, those traded in vehicles need to be on the lot looking retail ready. That's where we come in. We take, we take the old, uh, uh, worn out things and make them look new so that they can sell them for retail. And, uh, that seems to have worked for us. I feel like a lot of people, you know, when they think of a detail car, especially just like a regular person that's not too like well versed in what detailing is, is Mm -hmm. like. People are going to be like, well, what's the difference between me just taking my car down to the, you know, little vacuum spot and vacuuming my shit out and then Mm -hmm. taking it through the car wash? How is that different than bringing it to the detail shop? So with with auto detail, it's basically we call it like a renovation style detail. So you're going to be you could just vacuum a car out, but all the little areas that are kind of annoy you the most about your car being dirty. That's what you call us for. So uh, a scuff, uh, a scuff here, uh, you, you kind of rubbed up on another car there and you can see the paint transfer. Oh, so even outside all that. Oh, wow. Every, everything. So everything that would make a vehicle, everything that would make somebody come up and look at a vehicle and give you top dollar for it. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. So all those little cr- crevasses, crevasses baby being able to get in there and like because a lot of times they'll vacuum your shit out and there's always some shit you can't get so you got little tools that you pull in are you getting in the little absolutely Ah. yep yep i can't give you all the tricks of the trade but we can make a vehicle look smell feel new we do it every day wow um every single person who comes in retail off of the street who has any concerns they leave smiling saying i don't know i don't know how you guys did that and every detail shop can do that it's just a matter of Pulling it off consistently, getting a consistent product that hits the road, and that and and having those people who spend money with you come back over and so over and custom, over. You're treating the customers right, doing a good job. Yep, all that good stuff. It's just like anything. What you want to do is, and this is just this is a tip for any kind of business, right? You want to undersell and over deliver, and if you can pull that off, if you can say, yeah, I'm going to make it look new, it's going to look good and then you make it look awesome, Mm -hmm. then those people are going to then talk about that experience. They're going to then say, hey, their friends are going to say, your car looks nice, and then they're instantly going to say, this is how I made it nice. It's Mm -hmm. by going to this guy. Um, A lot like a barber, a lot like a hairdresser, um, 
or painter. I just think like psychologically, it's it's so beneficial, and I think that a it's, lot of people overpromise yeah. and underdeliver. It's the opposite, and and if you can if you can if you can take your ego and put it to the side and just really listen to what people are asking for. Hey, I'm dropping my car off. This is a uh, you know. This is what I'm looking at, and it's an eyesore. You know, if you can just because every vehicle's different, they have what we call pain points. So someone will drop a car off, and you got to figure out. Sometimes they won't tell you, but you got to figure out what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Your car, your interior is not too bad. What exactly in here is is the biggest? Uh, oh, it's the cup holders. This or in between the seats. This is this. You know, you have the to. The thing that's really like kind of pissing them off. The reason yeah. they're there. Yeah, I mean, if they told you in between the seats is horrible, then that means that when they pick it up, they're just gonna look in between the seats. But if you can figure that out without them telling you, they think. I mean, you, you murdered it. They're like, wow, you're 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 a wizard. They thought they you're think good. you read their mind. And this is every business, right? Every single business, you got to kind of put yourself in a role where you're kind of reading their mind and saying, okay, I understand what you're, I understand what you're putting down and I'm going to pick it up and do it. I mean, asking questions Mm -hmm. is always the best. Like when when I'm selling somebody some weed and they come in, you know, like the easiest way for me to find out what they want is just to say, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you going to go do? Oh, I'm going disc golfing. Okay. I got you. Perfect. You know, exactly. And the way you would explain that, the way you would undersell and over deliver when you're selling weed would say, this should do, this should do real good. You should, you, you, I think you'll like this. And then they're like, and you know, and you know, it's the funk. funk. And so the next time they come in, they say, you think I'll like this. Dude, Zach, this is, that was the best weed I've ever had. That's it. And I try, and see, I try to do that with everybody because yeah. I, I just, I want people to be blown away. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm selling somebody something, no matter what it is, I'm attached to it somehow. That's how it works. By their memory, by something, they're going to smoke that shit and they're going to be like, this motherfucker gave me mm-hmm. this bullshit. He said it was fire or they're just going to be like, he said it was all right. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This guy must smoke the fire. I need to go see that guy and every I time. I see it, bro. I yeah. see it when they come back in. And someone tries to help them and they go, no, 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 I'm going to wait for him. And that's how that works. If you can spin that into your life motto, and I'm talking everything. If you, if, if you, go, to, if you go to your wife or your girlfriend and say, I'm going to clean up a little bit when, you're, when you, go to, uh, you go hang out with your friends, I'm going to clean up a little bit. And then you, then you flip the house. Because she's got low expectations. She's like, oh, he's probably just going to you know, do the kitchen. And then she comes home like, oh, it smells nice. Can't, whoa. Yeah, you rearranged a little bit. You, you fucking you even straightened the pictures on the so wall. That's what it's about. And if you and if it's, just think of the other way, I'm gonna clean the house top to bottom, babe. It's gonna be perfect and when then, you get home. Oh, oh, yeah. You see how that works? How even that though works. that's what you're gonna do, and in your head, you just have to sell it a little different. I feel like that you actually act different when you when you undersell or oversell so yes. if you oversell it i feel like you're going to probably not get as much done exactly you're like oh i'm gonna do so much and then you're probably gonna get on your phone and be looking around yeah and and you leave yourself more room to be a hero yep. if you undersell yep because it's, then if you did a little bit then you're still fine and if you do a lot then people are very impressed totally it's called like i notice it's like creating a cushion in everything, if you need to be somewhere by two, then you should probably consider yourself. You need to be there by one thirty. You why know why I mean? do I feel like there's a lot of people, especially younger people, who just don't maybe don't understand the value of these things. Mm-hmm. But this this whole life thing is a game, yeah. And and playing the game correctly, which means, you know, really delivering to people. So mm-hmm. if you're 15 minutes or 10 minutes early, if you're getting something done above and beyond and like you said under promise, all these things are going to 
cause people to say great things about you and to recommend you and to want to do great things for you as well. Like this is how you really help yourself get ahead. Totally. By helping, by going above and beyond, under promising, over delivering. And that's what you guys are doing, man. And I'm I'm a firm believer in you can't tell you can't tell people you're on or you're uh doing well or you're or you're uh you know, prospering in what you're doing. You, when you say it to somebody, I'm doing well, it means something, but it doesn't mean as much as somebody else saying oh, he's oh doing well. Dude. See how that works? Like in sales in general, when I would, I used to do door to door and I'd go up to somebody and I would be like, hey, listen, this is going to save you money. This is amazing. And, yep. and it was, right? Mm-hmm. But they would... And yeah. then as soon as I could get their neighbor or their neighbor would be like, oh, no, 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 Jack, that's good. It's different. That's good. Then all of a sudden he's like, oh, it is? Oh, okay. I'm like, I just said, I just, yep. but. It's, it's, it's just the way life works. It's like, it's like, you're only as, you're only as popping as people believe you are. You know what I mean? And everybody's you... going to say they're popping. Exactly. But, but how many people have people that are going to be like, no, no, no. It's popping. No, no, no. Like, I, and that's and that's how life works, right? You mm-hmm. can't go around bragging and people do and they're successful at it. That's fine. But the point of it is is you're only as on as people assume you're on. Mm-hmm. So if if something seems exclusive, then it is. Mm-hmm. Right? If something seems uh like if somebody says this is some exclusive streetwear, you know, and yeah. they're telling you that I don't feel like it's exclusive now. See how that works? It's it's, it's it, and, and so going back <clears throat> to kind of what we were talking about is it's like when when in in the whole detail world you have to undersell over deliver you have to do what you say you're going to do and then uh, I mean this is just the business world mm-hmm. oh yeah oh for sure just any small business oh. yours just happens to be detail mine just happens but to this be could detail. apply to yeah if this you, could if you had a anything. new restaurant you know mm-hmm. bar lawn cutting uh, you know, general contracting, anything. This might take a week. You get it done in three days. Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking your lawn's gonna cost forty bucks. You do it quickly, and you say it's only thirty five. You know, and I'll do it for thirty five for the rest of whatever. And this undersell, over deliver, um, attitude will take you far. And I learned that from selling cars. Actually, I learned that from from talking to people saying, um, I don't know what they'll do in there. I don't know. You could offer a dollar for this car, mm-hmm. but you know, we're going to be realistic. We're going to go in there and sit down and we're just going, you know, you, you tell me what you'd pay for it. And if, if we could do that, would you, it's all, if I could, would you, mm-hmm. that's, that's a, is there, is there, do you, do you find that there's like, like a weird element to life that in a way, when you don't try things come easier. And I don't mean don't try like no effort, but, like not like it just seems you can attract things to you Mm -hmm. and and sometimes when you're pursuing them it's like you're pushing them further away Mm -hmm. whereas as soon as you stop and you you just do you or you just focus on the goal and stop trying to it just kind of finds itself right to you you just explained how to get a girlfriend I feel like that's one thing that apply that it applies it applies very well to that it applies very well to that the second you start you start not looking at getting a girlfriend as something you need to do and more so looking at like I'm the catch. I know it sounds crazy, 
but I'm the catch and whatever I want to meet somebody who can add to what I've got rolling. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to, you know, you know, you're going to get opportunity well, when you work on yourself mm-hmm. and you're just kind of honed in on that. Mm-hmm. People see that. Absolutely. And like, they oh, do. Whoa, what are you doing? And you know, oh, oh, he's he's not even looking for this. He's not even on girls' pages, dropping hearty eyes and mm-hmm. doing all like this. Guy's just working. He's just just made this or yep. working on the career. And I, I think that's what a lot of people miss, just in a lot of senses. But one thing I'm really interested in from you is like the patience that I think it must take to build something from the ground up, because a lot of people maybe have that inside them right and mm-hmm. they, they're really like man i want i want to start a business like i have these ideas um but how to like calculate and how to be patient mm-hmm. and how to kind of be able to actually put that into motion rather than yeah totally um well to kind of give you an idea how it worked um so i got my business license for what i'm doing currently on my 30th birthday it came in the mail on the day i was in business the day I turned 30, wow. which was always something I'd told people because I was told that when I was like 25, I had a guy, I worked at a dispensary in Seattle and he, the guy said, I can tell you're going to do something great. And he said that it's all going to come to you when you're 30 years old. He was like, before, when I was 29, I had no idea what I was doing. The mm-hmm. day I turned 30, this guy was probably 40. The day I turned 30, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, my business license, my business came in the day I turned 30 years old. What do you think that is? Um, it's just you and your brain kind of, kind of, uh, it's your brain telling yourself that enough is enough in terms of like the whole playing around type thing. And some people, some people it's a little later. Some people, some people it's earlier. Some people it's 20, you know? I'm 10 years behind on some I see, people. I see, I see it. You know? And I'm just and like, so, damn. And, and, and it's really crazy because uh, the day I turned 30, business license comes in the mail. I already knew what I was doing. I went out. I, I shook hands with people. I went to car lots and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. And that exact day, very first day in business, I landed an account that over the next year gave me 30 grand. Wow. And that was that first day. First day in business. You probably, I mean, you were probably so ambitious that first day. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't know. Excited. I had no idea. I was just like, I I called my wife and said, I got an account. And and it's, you know, it's, they said I can take cars and they've got three. And, you know, and and I grabbed one of them, went and got it cleaned, brought it back. This is, I'm just working by myself. I actually was renting a spot in a parking lot and I put up a carport tent and that was my detail shop. I would wheel out a cart with a vacuum in it. Um, uh, it had, I was using air from inside the shop where really? I was at. Yeah. And I would pull the car under the tent, detail it, stay out. I'd, I'd be out of the sun. I wasn't even in a shop. I was in a parking lot with a tent. And I would detail the car, get it done, take it back, get another one. And that turned into now the shop is 8,000 square feet with signage and a constant flow of cars. We have 15 cars waiting for Monday. How long has it been open? Uh, you said we're five going years? on five years. Wow. Yeah. Five years next Friday. In five years next Friday. Wow, man. Yeah. And it, it was it was just it was just one of those. Oh, so that means you're thirty five? That means I'm thirty five. And and every year I celebrate my birthday, I also celebrate you know, the birthday of, you know, the, of your baby. Yeah. Of my baby, which is, which is awesome. And, 
And it, and well, you have a baby, baby now, but well, you know. yeah, I have a child too. But sometimes I honestly sit there and like I'm not one to sit back and reflect a lot, but mm-hmm. I do sometimes sit back and reflect. Like, damn, like I got lucky. You no, know? you don't reflect a lot. I don't. I don't sit back and pat myself on the back or sit back and look around and say this is nice. You know, oh, because yeah, I'm saying. always, I'm always, I come from, and, and this is this is a this is a big. Um, this is a big point for anybody who makes music. I come from rapping for free. Okay. That's, I sold cars for a long time, but I made music and did hustled hard for years Mm -hmm. for no money. Mm -hmm. And so the second I started figuring out that if I could, if I could, uh, do this and it does make money, it, it, it would, I had a foot up on everybody because mm. I was used to working for free. Yeah. And so I would take pay cuts on things because it was a lot less money mm-hmm. because I'm used to just do going, putting all my attention and energy into something and getting nothing in return. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I can't say that music is nothing cause it's art and it, it is valuable. And I love, I loved making music. I love performing music and anybody, anybody, I guess, who know me would know, yeah, like you could tell I love that shit, and I did. Mm-hmm. But um, I had to quit wasting time. I, you know, I was just, I was just used, to, I was used to doing shit for free. And so when it comes down to actual business that pays money, I mean, it, 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 it there's no, you can't turn away. It's just like, oh, this shit's working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And really, realistically, the easy way, like to take it back to like acorns, the way you got to look at it is. If you can replace the income you make currently by working for yourself, regardless of the field, mm-hmm. that would be the first step to, to get into business for yourself. If you're making 400 a week and you go out there and you can find anything that can give you $400 a week, but you own it, you're, you, you're making a right decision. And that's a much easier way to look at it. Yeah, because that's why I said taking it way back down to like the like, you know, to peons is I was I replaced a two hundred and seventy dollar a week job. And so I was like, hold on a second. Details go about two hundred bucks. I'm going to charge one fifty. And if I'm reading the math right, I have to do two details in a week Mm -hmm. to replace the income that I was making. And so then I was like, okay, well, you know, so my price is needs to be around 150. I went out and I talked to different clients. I talked to different uh, places and say, what do you, what do you charging? For, what are people charging for detail? Oh, we're at 175. We don't want to pay a dollar more. Okay. So let me just try, mm-hmm. you know, and just, you tell me what you think. Bring a car back. They say it's perfect. I love it. You know, okay, well, I'm going to be at 150. I'm not going to be at 175. You know, and to them, it's a no brainer. You're mm-hmm. talking to people who, you're talking to sales managers. You're talking to people who manage money. And so it's not their, it's not their money. It's, it's, it's the owner of the business's money. Mm-hmm. And so to them, if you can do them a favor by making things less money, they take, they go to their owner and say, make hey, them look good. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's an easy button. You know, they want to push an easy button and show the owner, hey, I'm really good at my job, mm-hmm. you know. And so if you can schmooze that guy, bring mm-hmm. him coffee every and once in a while. And help him out and help. Yeah. That, yeah. You bring him a sandwich every once in a while. What do you like to what do you want for lunch? Mm-hmm. I like turkey sandwiches. Sweet. I'm bringing you lunch. If you can schmooze that guy, he'll give you 100 cars a year 
and he doesn't think anything of it because mm-hmm. it's not he's not fitting the bill. A lot of times it's just get it's just it's all you hear it a million times, but it's it's who you know and mm-hmm. and like your network is your net worth things like that. Definitely all those things, man, and and not squandering. The opportunity. If somebody was, gives you the opportunity, yep. you should really look at that as a big deal. I was hoping you'd say that word opportunity. It's all about getting in front of someone, getting an opportunity, undersell, over deliver, treat them right, smile when you see them, even if you have a bad even if you're having a bad day, mm-hmm. because this could mean thirty K mm-hmm. in a year. Mm-hmm. You know? That's one account. Plus it makes you feel good, it makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just when you just treat people the right way, especially in business, because a lot of people go in with overcritical kind of like, like just looking for some shit to be fucked up. You know? So when you're, when your customer service is on point and your service is on point Mm -hmm. that under, that under promise over delivers probably, you know, one of the biggest ones. It's, it is the biggest thing I did it the first day I was in business. I do it today. That's five years later. I'll be doing it 10 years from now. It doesn't necessarily, the, the job you do doesn't necessarily matter as long as you're able to do it. You're okay with doing it mm-hmm. where it's like, this doesn't take much time and it's not what I actually want to do in life, but I'm going to be signing my freedom ticket mm-hmm. by doing it. Mm-hmm. Then the rest is history. If you're a salesman, if you work somewhere and you sell anything, you can own your own business. Yeah. It's that easy. I think sometimes people maybe find trouble pinpointing what that business is. Yeah. And, and I mean, a lot of people look at business like art and they want to be like, Ooh, I want to be an interior decorator and I want to do this and that, or I want to, or I want to make music, for instance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the main thing is, is that's ty- that type of stuff comes to the people who love it in dearly. Like deep down, they absolutely love doing it. And so they'll do it for free mm-hmm. and they'll put all their energy into it for free. That's, those are the people who pay off, that pays off for, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you can figure out how to just get in your get in a lane where people trust that you know what you're doing, I mean, you can do that stuff on the side. Well, a lot of it is finding a commodity, right? Totally. Or something that, yeah, like something. Totally. I know you've told me this before, you know. Everybody's grass grows. Mm-hmm. So you it know needs what I mean? to be cut. Everybody's, everybody's hair grass grows. Everybody's hair grows. Dude, barbers make loot. I don't know if people, a lot of people don't realize that barbers do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, $30 a cut takes 30 minutes. Let's just say 50 an hour, eight hours. Do the math. Mm-hmm. They take weekends off, uh, you know, or Sunday, Monday. And off. you can, and you can, you're flexible. Yeah. So you can come in. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll come in on a Saturday and do my friend's hair, make a little money. Just take For me sure. a couple hours. Just do one cut. For sure. Like and my mom cuts hair, bro. And she just. When you yes. have like a loyal, you get a loyal clientele, mm-hmm. you're getting good tips, you take care of them, they take care of you. It's just like a, those, yeah, you got to do something that I don't, you just, it's, you, it, it, you have to find something that you're, if you're, if you are an, are an artist mm-hmm. of any kind, you should think of, of something that you're good at that can provide to people something that they need. Yes. People, yeah, people need music. Yep. True. Over the time, music has gotten less valuable monetarily Mm -hmm. so it's you know 
You just got a lot more fish in the sea now. A lot of people, you can... Well, the you, value of it, too. I mean, dude, totally. we used to go buy an album for yep. $14. That's, yep, and, and we used to pay the money because it was harder to do. Now Spotify's free. Yeah. If you don't even have to get the membership. You get on there, you know, and you just, you know, you can it's just listen just, to music. It's like yep. there's not much of a payout. And even the show, I mean, shows is like the only thing that, yeah. that is... And I, and I like to kind of talk to it in terms of music because I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are you know, artists are artists mm-hmm. or inspiring to be artists mm-hmm. or something similar to what you're what you're doing trying mm-hmm. to take something oh yeah you know man I uh you know I make I make skateboards or I you know um you know I want to manage a bar or a restaurant or I want to open up my own uh fitness place or something but all those things are still going to f- kind of fall under the exact same lines as what you're talking about. Yep. Under promising over delivering. Yep. Um, and you got to make sure that what you're going into, there's a major need for. And honestly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't rely on customer retail person to person business, whatever I got into and in going into the future. Or, uh, if I was starting out new, I would make sure I could operate it as business to business. Mm big difference because businesses make money and there's not and they so they, many emotions and weird things involved yep. it's like hey what's the bottom line yep let's say let's say that you um let's say that you and uh you know your family you have a family right you have uh, uh you and a girlfriend or something and you guys both have nice cars mm-hmm. you happen to stumble into the detail shop i do an awesome job on your car you're like wow mm-hmm. perfect you tell your wife, you need your car detailed. Boom. Perfect. She gets her car detailed. I'm not going to see you guys again for another year. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to shake hands with people who can continuously give you work. That are going to have, yeah, because that person is, is like from a... It's their job to take... They need that car cleaned. I need this car sold by so, next week. So I'm I getting, can make money. This other person's just, hey, I need my car cleaned. I, mean, yep. I got a date. So, so the way it would work in terms of any other field, let's say like you're cutting grass. If you did, if you were doing a property that there's businesses paying rent on that they needed the property to look real nice because they have clients coming in, then the landlord is going to look at it as a necessity to have this. So that's going to be a, that's a business business to to business relationship rather than trying to pitch it to the tenant. Exactly. You're going to do it one time. The next time you're going to call them and say, Hey, can I do this again? You want to get into long-term profitable relationships mm. and you need to nurture these relationships and grow them to where there's no questions anymore. Yeah. There's clients that I deal with that constantly are getting people asking if they can detail cars for them and they don't, they wouldn't dare try somebody else because I make their life so easy. Because why go try something new, especially when what you have right now mm-hmm. is, is, is what is just working for you, especially in a world where there's a lot of people over promising and under delivering. Oh, we do a great, come on, best detail shop in the city. Come it's in. Mo- it's most business. And then they're just flying through it, getting you yep. in and out, taking your money. Yep. The burger at McDonald's has never looks like it does on the picture. It's true. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just, and, but yet uh, imagine going to, there's wow, places, there's places point. that are holes in the wall. 
that are just under promise over deliver. They give you the best food. That's true. See how that works? It creates this reson uh, it resonates in your brain. Where it's well, that's like, why I like went to that hole in the wall, the business to business. See, they actually, the hole in the wall, you know, they're at a disadvantage in the sense that they're not a business to business, right? Like they are working with the public, but they could be, but because when you're working with the public, weird things come into play, like mm -hmm. marketability, you know, what, what we think is, you know, I think, uh, you know, you know, what's cool, what's trendy, mm -hmm. you know, did the, did the colors of this sign catch me? Was the marketing on point? Like these things come into play with consumers mm -hmm. that businesses would give a fuck about. Don't give a fuck about. So that's um, where it's trickier for a hole in the wall. McDonald's gets more business than the hole in the wall, even though the hole in the wall has a better burger, yep. better customer service yep. under promise because the under promise doesn't attract people. No. People need the overpromise to say, oh, look at McDonald's flashy sign. Look at those burgers on that commercial. Exactly. Look at that. Oh, my God. And to get them into the line. Exactly. So that, that di difference between business and... And, and just person huge. to person is huge. Wow. Um, one thing that I've always... People ask me a lot about and I've always uh, kind of considered is like... I hear, you know, people are always like, you don't have a website. You don't have, you're not really that active on social media in the way I, I mean, yeah, I could do more, but you but don't, the way I look at it is like this. If I can make it work without it, if you were a consumer business, then it would make sense. Yeah. Because businesses aren't sitting on twi Twitter and Instagram no. scrolling through oh, auto skin. Never. No, they're, never. They're, they're creating those relationships through word of mouth, through yep. things like that. Yeah. I am 80% wholesale business to business mm -hmm. and 20% retail. So on any given day, I do six or seven wholesale cars and I do one retail. And, and, oh, wow. and so every single day I book one appointment, all the attention to make the deadline, I have one deadline per day, right? Because the other stuff you can kind of push to the back burner and they kind of, they're, they're flexible. Mm -hmm. But the one person who it's his only car, he wants that back that day. He wants it perfect. He wants it dry. And so it's, it's, if I had five of those a day, it would be a shit show, mm -hmm. right? I have one deadline. And, and so it's, a uh, you gotta, and it's not all businesses are like that. Some, some are, some are, 80% retail, 20% wholesale, but the wholesale is important too because the whole 20% is probably enough to pay your rent and keep your employees around, right? Yeah. And so it's like uh, that hole in the wall burger place that you're talking about, they could be delivering boxes of burgers to the to the office building two blocks away. You'd never know. Yeah, you'd you never know? know. You'd never know. There's pl a, a new See, little, that's a big one. A new, a new little concept that's going on right now is the whole shared commercial kitchen. So what they'll do is there'll be places in big cities, Seattle, San Francisco, New York, all these places where there's a commercial kitchen. Multiple businesses are ran out of this commercial kitchen, mm -hmm. right? And there's nowhere. You can't come in here to buy retail. All it is is Uber Eats, uh, Postmark, or what is it? Postmates. Postmates. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it's for these other businesses. Yeah, you can't because walk they in need, the they want to make money, and yeah. so you you you're make you make pizzas. By the way, pizzas are you can make so much money making pizza. Mm -hmm. I mean, dough, sauce, cheese, some toppings. You charge you know fifteen bucks for an artisan style pizza. You're probably in them two or three. I mean, let's be honest, bro. Like 
cheese is the new crack. For real? Like you could literally probably just be in an alley with some fucking just a couple blocks of till them up. Just yeah. fucking shred them off. Shred them off, them off onto a Ritz cracker. Bro. You'd get Anything. some sales. You could probably real. just cut it off with a knife right into their mouth, bro. <laughs> for real. <laughs> for real. And so like this, the, there's a new thing popping off where like people are sharing kitchens it's a business to business entity because it's going to their advert the advertising side of it is somebody else's job, mm. right? They if you don't have enough business that day, you shut down. No big deal. There's are St. Pizza's available today. Yeah. And you know, you can kind of come and go as you please. There's you know, you're not on the menu today because you're not open today or whatever. But um it's becoming more and more popular, a lot more popular like middlemanning things is becoming very popular because if you can just be the person to connect two people together, that's That's gotta be the easiest job known to man. Well, it's, it's easy if you're good at people, right? If you're not good at people, it's terrifying, bro. It's, it's really, you know, for you being good at people, it's yeah. a love hate relationship. For you it'd be easy. Like for, it's easy but for 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 people who are afraid to speak in front of two people even mm-hmm. to stand up in front of people and say all right it's my turn to talk and this is what I want to say regardless of what you're saying and they're terrified is going to be tough. Isn't it wild how like just some overconfidence and just getting up and just doing it and making it happen can just be like, well, how'd you, how, how'd you do that? You're just like, got I, up I, and did I, it. Just fucking did it. Yeah. And they're just like, I just got up and did it. Well, how do you do that? You're like, I would, yeah. I would have been scared. Yeah. I was scared too. I just fucking did it. You just, I just did it. I just, in a lot of instances too, when it comes to sales is you're just pretending that you already know. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh, listen, I've done that. <laughs> What's yeah. up? Hey. And, and then people, they buy it. Another yeah. good, another good uh, tip for people and it doesn't matter what field people like to be people like to purchase they do not like to be sold mm. so if you can be selling something some, to someone and you can give them you can organize it in a way to where they feel like they're purchasing it and you treat them as a customer that purchased from you not somebody that you sold something well, I to think a lot of that, that comes, makes a big difference. I think that comes in when, with like the, uh, you know, the word of mouth. Yeah, when it does. When somebody comes up, it's a lot of it's trust. Yes. Because there's, like, there's a lot of fish in the sea. And this, this can be applied to anything as well. This can be applied to your music page. And the reason that people aren't checking yes. out your music page is because maybe they just, they're afraid to give it a chance. Yep. They just are like, this, this is probably going to be trash. I'm probably just going to be wasting my time. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to. So... Here's a, here's another here's an example. I don't want to lose it while you were just were saying that. A, a good way to and this is going for anybody who has a song that they know is tight, right? A good way to get ears on it and have people purchase it instead of you selling it, mm-hmm. regardless if there's money changed hands. Mm-hmm. You want people to be the ones that they feel like they figured that song out, not you said it's hot and it is hot, right? They want to feel like they decided it's hot. Mm-hmm. A good way for people to do that is, is to create a video that's not, it does nothing to do with you and your song plays in the background. That's really popular right now. Yeah. So people will say that whatever was in that video, that's crazy. That dude did this and that, and he popped a wheelie down the street and that was crazy. That got my attention. But that song link, that song, whose song is that? Yeah. That is an example of somebody purchasing. What's, what's crazy is that goes back to what we were talking about um, when you stop kind of trying. Yes, very exactly. But you are trying, but you're just you're backdooring. You're it. putting an effort, but you're not 
look at me, look at me, my song, it's great, it's awesome, listen, 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 bye, bye, bye. Yep. Like, that's that's a, that's sold. Like, let you, let... And then now the other one is, hey, this song is tight, hey, look at this video, I, this is funny, but at the same time, you fuck with that song that's playing right now, that's a purchase. That's a purchase. And so... And, and so you want to get it in front of people mm -hmm. without, yeah, the selling aspect. And that's, and that's why shows are so important. When somebody comes to your, to a show to see somebody else and, mm -hmm. and they happen to catch you Yep. and you're just, Oh, you were just on. They're just like, Oh wow. That was oh. never be afraid to be the first one to hit the stage. Oh, I'm opening. Oh man. I got to go on at nine. Dude, Great. you get the opportunity to have people purchase you. You know what the big reason is too? The big reason is because they're already undersold. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is over-deliver. That's it. That's it. All you have to do is get up there and over-deliver and leave, leave some passion on the stage when you get off. And people will say, bro, what the fuck? You, you went on first? You, like, what the, damn. You could have headlined, headlined the show. You could have headlined the show. Da-da-da-da-da. And I mean, and, you know, that's not an opportunity for you to say, I know, huh? That's an opportunity for you to say... You know, I, I, I work hard at this and it, it fucking tickles my heart that you fuck with it, man. That's it. You know what I mean? And that that right there is going to leave a lasting relationship. They're going to say this guy opened up for this cat and it was sick as fuck. Because it, there's a lot of people that are just really trying hard. Oh, yeah. And they're trying and they're, you know, that doesn't mean that you open it up. Open. I mean, everybody has a different style, but you're not opening up the show like I'm a like I'm a headliner. Mm -hmm. Like with a mentality like that, you just put everything into the art and give the people a good show. And I think that when it comes to performing, I think that what a lot of people forget is that it's not about you. Yeah, it's about these people. Yep. that came out, and that's why there's a lot of things that are important in a live show outside of just playing your music. Totally, you know, crowd interactions, d doing things to, to. You've been to a show before, mm -hmm. and, and I know you've seen good performances and mm -hmm. bad performances. They were all undersold. Any any performance I've ever seen that I fucked with, I thought for sure I knew what was going to happen, and I had no idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes that happened, and some and, and sometimes yep. it didn't happen. Yep, I'm trying to think of some, of a good example. Um, but uh, another thing is as you grow and as you become the headliner, you still have to do that. You still have to take it a notch higher than what people would maybe expect, you know. And I learned that probably after I got done making music is that, you know, it, it, you, you always have to kind of undersell, over deliver. And, and when you're at the top of your game and you're the one headlining, you have to create that element to where you, it's about vulnerability. I feel like a lot of people get, you know, you know what you, I mean? You see where a lot of people get lost in the sauce a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Because once you get popular, it's hard not to, it's hard to not fall in the, in the pit, in the pitfalls, you know, and in, mm -hmm. in the little holes and shit when you're, you're going around and people are just, you know, boosting your ego. And it's just, the worst. It's and, the and absolute you need to, worst. And, and what got you there was this, like, just you being authentic. Yep. And like you said, being vulnerable, putting yourself out there. Right mm -hmm. now, what is most popular is being real. That, I'm so happy that in this world of social media and all these things that being real is popular. It is. 
It, I, like I putting totally your agree. story out there, you know, not chain, not not just a bunch of fucking things that you're fronting on. People renting cars and renting chains and trying to do all these things, like you know the bird, the Birdman, a little mm-hmm. Wayne. I mean, these guys had money and shit, but yeah, like, just all that being glorified now is people's like true pain stories, mm-hmm. you know, reality things people can relate to mm-hmm. seems to be the things that are really being successful. Which totally, is cool. you hit it right on the head. Imagine a painter. Like people who paint on canvas. Now imagine their stuff in a gallery, right? And it's all in the gallery and people love it. The painter's walking around. The artist is walking around, right? He's walking around in the gallery. And let's just say that everybody knows that he's the artist. And Mm -hmm. everybody's telling him how great his art is. They don't want to hear that shit. Mm -hmm. That's not how that works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what you just said, the vulnerability, the pain, the realness is how he created those pieces. If he takes that information that people are telling him that he's the man, and then it, when he, if he takes that back to his paint studio, his, mm. his style is going to change. It's going to change. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be bad. No, but it's going to change gonna from what it, it will. I mean, you've already got your feedback. And that's why it's dangerous. That, that, that's why that type of stuff is dangerous. Well, you see artists, your favorite artists. Yeah. You've seen them when their first album, Hungry. Yeah. But artists wow. don't sell their paintings. People purchase them. It's true. Come on. But then when people try to sell their paintings and they're not selling and then you're frustrated. And, yeah. And well, that just means that you need to create more. You know, that just means that you got to get in there and tap in to your vulnerability, tap into what made you start doing this and use your skills to just lay something you actually fuck with in your brain mm-hmm. out on canvas and do that multiple times and don't show every fucking painting. Yeah. You know, just like get a collection going and put it out there with zero expectation with the idea that, hey, I want y'all to see this because it's important. And then, you know, let them purchase, you know, and, and but anybody standing in front of a canvas explaining what it is and how cool it is, that shit ain't going to sell. I think that kind of thinking to yourself, like, you know, I'm not a pro at this. No, I'm not that good. You got to be a student for life for life because you have to be a student. You can't be like, oh, I'm amazing. My paintings are influential and I'm changing the world but like that or your music, you know, where you're, you know, you really just need to be like, oh, I mean, I'm just doing my best. I'm just trying to get better. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm trying to learn more. I feel like this album was better than my last album. Kanye and West. Just... Kanye West right there. Okay. Comes out. Everybody loves it. You know what I mean? Like through the wire type shit. Loved it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when he starts saying he's the best, when he starts saying, and I mean, you know, that's because of your yes men. Mm-hmm. It's because of the people you're surrounding yourself with. Right. And the fact that you're fucking, you know, and you're a, a little loopy. Well, and you're, you're a millionaire. Like, let, let's be honest, dude. A lot of validation in this world is money. So it's like, if you have done something and then you've been paid millions of dollars for doing that thing. And it's like, dude, obviously yeah. what you did is a success. You're a fucking genius. Yeah, that, you know, and just knowing you're like, oh, I live in a mansion now. Wow, yeah. obviously things are way. Di- obviously, I'm a. Ge- obviously, I've. Wow. Yep, I've heard a really smart person say it's not money isn't the root of evil; it's the love of money, because once you once you actually attach yourself to it, and it's like I love it, I look at it every day, and I want to watch it grow, then that kind of adjusts your head a little bit. But if you can just forget about it, and know, okay, if I do this right, I'll make money. It'll be a lot sometimes. It'll be a little sometimes, but 
I'm going to try not to not make no money, mm-hmm. you know, and which will still happen. The, the, then it, everything it, is, yeah, it, everything is money and they just, they just jam it down our throats in every commercial. Like mm-hmm. you can't like, it's so, you can't go anywhere or see anything. I mean, the, the big thing is that we can control everything, mm-hmm. but they, the, the, the way our country runs and shit, it's just, it's just pushing people to just spend and spend and mm-hmm. spend, which puts this overemphasis on I need to have more this guy's got more than me I, I'm failing at life because my ranking in this you know in in, in the hierarchies of life are dependent mm-hmm. on how much money I have mm-hmm. and how much money I have saved and how much money my business is making and mm-hmm. it's a really really it's a really really tough mindset to be in by comparing yourself to other people at all times yeah and, and some people some people are doing it indefinitely they've been doing it since they were kids they they compared themselves to their brother and then as they got older they compared to themselves to their like most successful friend and they just keep they keep they're, they're holding their self back because they don't want to do that because that won't get them to there because that person's here and yada, yada yada you just need to forget all that and you just need to think about what you're good at and and will people Will people fuck with it? Basically. Some people become massively successful at forty years old, mm-hmm. and ju- most people come to become successful later in life. Most people, it's well into their thirties. But it's the people I feel like that just stay the course, mm-hmm. right? It's the people that continuously evolve. Roadblock. Oh, okay. Switch it up. Keep moving. Yeah. Oh, roadblock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Switch it up. Take you know, take a little time for yourself. Adjust. Do your thing keep moving it's the yep. people that that start to dwell that darkness starts to kind of take over and they start to just really doubt themselves really stop putting in the effort change not mm-hmm. not be doing as good of work or whatever because you're just you got it, it's beating you down totally and that yep. that comes back to just the people that you surround yourself with because people will be either rooting for you mm-hmm. uh, which i have a lot of people that root for me and i got a lot of people that i can call um mm-hmm. that i you know that i can just be like hey you know and they're gonna they're gonna help me you 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 may not see it but there's a lot of people rooting against you too for sure they're just they just the way that you move may not you may not see it you know what i mean which is fine because you don't need to see it but just know that for every person that's rooting for you there's probably someone who's rooting oh, against bro. you. There, I, I feel like for every person that's rooting for you there's probably five people that are rooting Yeah, against I didn't want to say I didn't want to say more but I I, I agree I, with I that too. I think because, it's five. But I think that those people are really just they're just struggling. They're just lost. Yeah, they're just struggling. I think struggling. that's just what it is. And it's, it's, I, like I said that that rooting against you is so quick to turn into inspiration. Now the people that were rooting against you won't be quick to tell you that that, that you're they're inspired now. Mm-hmm. But but somewhere down the line in their brain, when they saw what you were doing, they were doubting you and they were kind of hating on it. And then they saw it work. Mm-hmm. That motivated them in some sense to want to yep. get some. You know, okay. And don't expect anything from those people because no. one day they will purchase. Mm-hmm. Right now they still feel like they're being sold. You know what I mean? Oh, he's. But one day. They'll, they'll, they'll be real with themselves and they'll say that shit was on. A lot of these things are internal, man, in ourselves. When we get, we're jealous of somebody or we're, we're kind of hating on somebody. I always try to reflect back and, and kind of look at myself and be like, Hey, why are, why are you having this thought? Like, Mm -hmm. why are you, why are you kind of hating on this, this dude or this, you know, this person or this business or whatever it is like, Mm -hmm. and just to make sure that it's, it's from a good place and it's not me just 
totally. We're all guilty of it. We're all guilt. We are all guilty of it. And, and me, me included. I just found a way to, once you, once you find a way, once you find an outlet, it's easy to fall back on that when you get in that feeling and you're just like, okay, he's good at that. And I'm going to let him be good at that because I'm good at something too. And you're not in competition. No, you should be just taking the things that you're seeing yep. good or bad and gaining knowledge from that. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one of the guys that, uh, actually helped me start with what I start auto skin. He said the very first day I was in business, he said, are you ready to work for the hardest boss you've ever worked for in your life? He's talking about yourself. Yeah. And if, and, and that's just the way he is. Cause when you fail, I mean, you fail hard to yourself. Like nobody's oh, yeah. going to, you got to be your biggest critic. Mm-hmm. You got to think you're all right. I if you that, think you're, if, curse, you, if you think you're awesome all the time, then, uh, I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but you just got to really be, you got to be okay with your current situation, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, I was raised you know, I grew up in the east side of Spokane, but went to private school up at Cataldo off on, off of Bernard, which is probably means nothing. But for anyone who knows where that school is and how it works and all that stuff, it's like I was surrounded by kids with pretty successful parents. And so it's like in my brain, it's I just it just happened to be my situation. Yeah. Nothing. It's never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And I've had to explain that to my wife. She's like, "Well, wh- when's enough? It's never enough." Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I don't believe it's enough. Not because anyone else is going to be able to tell me, "Hey, this is, you know, it's because I'm going to strive until I die." Bro, and it's that outlet. I think that that's like what that was a huge takeaway is like that outlet and like we all still have that same energy. Mm-hmm. Whether we were using that energy to, to hate on somebody or we're using that energy, you know, put that energy in to the outlet. So find your outlets. You have multiple outlets like working out can be an outlet. Your business can be an outlet. Mm-hmm. And, and you yeah, you're, you're critical upon yourself. But there, I feel like there's nothing worse than just being stagnant. That's the worst. And not having purpose. And just coming home and just every day and you're just not really working towards anything. You're just yeah. clocking in and clocking out and you just Do you do you have ADD? I got ADHD. Okay. So you were diagnosed as a kid? Oh yeah. Me too. So that's everything you just everything you just described about like stagnant, that's a fucking nightmare to me. Mm-hmm. Nightmare to me too. It was a nightmare to see to 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 be sitting on my couch at at one o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday watching daytime TV. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking nightmare. Like even, that is the worst. That's thinking, rock bottom. I'm thinking even think about the unemployment check or whatever yes. coming in. Oh my God. And, and it's fine, right? Your money's fine. Oh you my don't, God. you don't need it. You, you don't need like money's not even an issue. You can literally sit here and, yeah. you're, and you're good. Like even if you were to just pay me, it would a be fucking bothersome. Oh, that God. would be a fucking nightmare to me because I have to, I have to get what I'm worth. I have to get and even like, say if I was getting a check, I would be thinking to myself like, okay, like I'm not working for this. I don't deserve and this. And so I won't, I'm not going to utilize those funds correctly at all. I've been through that. So I've when you sat get on money, unemployment you... for a year. It was fuck. It was the worst year ever. Really? It was the worst year ever. And, and, and it sucks because when you're not earning your income, then it's just, it just doesn't mean anything to you. 
You know what I mean? Anything anyone ever gave to me and I didn't have to I'm work for, I hate it. free things. I'm just playing with money at that point. Yeah, I hate it. free things. If I ever rely on somebody and I'm like, and I'm like, hey, can you do this? And they're just like, yeah, I'll just do it for free. I'm like, no. Yeah. Don't do that for free. So I get that. You know what I mean? Because I, I love free things. So if anybody wants to send me anything, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, but, they, I mean, But know. at the same time, when I, I understand that, like when, when you want, especially when it comes to a service and somebody wants to do it they're like, Oh no, I'll just take care of it. I like, no, I want to pay you Yes, because I want you to go above and beyond. I want you to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and if I give you this money, mm-hmm. you're going to be a little bit more motivated to make sure this gets done to the best of the, you bring the best out of people yeah. when you give them some type of motivation in this world that we live in. Money just happens to be that top motivation. It's, yep. It's just an icing on the cake. If it was, if it was, I can, if it was, I could, uh, you know, detail your car or cut your lawn or something and make it perfect for you. And there's no money exchanged and you were just super happy, like super fucking happy. And you're just like, this guy is the shit. I, I love his service. And I, you know, that, I mean, it almost equates to the dollar. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like boom. I, I mean, mean, I mean you, you, we we can't survive on that. But if there's no money involved, and from here I do something for you, and then now you're gonna do something for me, you know that would well, be enough. Because we have these needs that we're gonna use our money for. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey man, you know, I'll, I'll fucking cut your grass. You give me a haircut. Like I was gonna spend money on a haircut. Yeah. You just took care of that for me. Exactly. Like I think that. Th- that's kind of more the neighborly mentality that we need to be in. And I think that we have kind of pushed away and I, I get it, man. Like I'm sitting at the barbershop and uh, I'm sitting around a bunch of older guys and you know, they're not really on their phones. Like they're kind of trying to pick a little conversation or trying yep. to do shit like that. And I'm just like the young guy. It's just like, God, please don't talk to me. And yeah. then I'm just kind of thinking back like, like, come on, man. Like, what do you, you know, has, has, has the world beat you down like this? For like, real? Come on, man. Like have a conversation, learn something. Be be present in this world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try to take myself away from my phone and, and, and put it down and, and just be. That's a, that's one thing I'm really trying to focus on lately is to be present in the moment. And, yeah, you know, like in my 20s, I felt a lot of days just kind of. I was Meshing just kinda, together. I was yep. just kind of going through shit mm-hmm. rather than really being present and appreciating. Wow. Yep. People will think something's wrong with you if you sit there and, and you don't look at your phone and you just sit there and you kind of just observe them. You're attentive. You're just... You know, and, and, and I mean, it's just, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it's uncommon for someone to sit there and kind of just look at what you're doing. And they'll say, Is that, you know, how you doing, bro? And be like, everything's good, you know? I mean, just I think chill. it's been like that for a while. I mean, we've kind of been on this trend for a while because if, even if you look back to the salons, in the 90s and shit. It was the People magazine, the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, there, yeah. There was, yeah. It's always to get kinda, your attention off, yeah. It's always kind of been that, like, well, you know when you go to a party, right, and there, you, there's, there's always things that we're trying to do to take away from the awkwardness of just standing around at a party, right? Because maybe you just got there, and, <laughs> and you kind of just, like... Yeah, true, that's true. Especially, there's a lot of parties where... You know, the person that threw the party didn't really provide a lot of things to do. <laughs> For real. So you're all just. Yeah. You know, so, you know, what are you doing? People are on their phones. They're just trying to twiddle with something to feel a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. because I don't know what that social feeling is when you're just kind of, you know, you don't feel like locked in yet. You don't feel accepted in yet or, mm-hmm. or like comfortable in the situation. So the newspaper, the magazine, the, the phone, the yeah. anything to kind of mask having to I think small talk is tough for a lot of people too yeah 
I like totally. these meaningful conversations, but sometimes the small talk can be a struggle. Yeah, totally. I, I routinely ask people what they do. And I mean, uh, I've ran into some issues with it because the person isn't really doing much. And mm. so they kind of feel like I'm, you know, and, and they could, they, I've had people say, I don't do shit. You know what I mean? And I fucking love it. You know, have- it's just that type of personality. And they're just like, I, I, I fucking, I go to work and I work at a fucking, you know, I work at a normal ass place and I'm content mm-hmm. and I, I fuck with those people too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I fuck with somebody who just works at a grocery store in the produce department. I love produce. That, people I, fucking love their bro, jobs. I think that you just <laughs> need to like, that's another sickness with a lot of people mentally. I feel like is that. You know, we gotta we gotta be the same to be friends. Yeah, we gotta be the same. Like, like don't take it. Like, choose your people wisely. But your people can be into different shit. Yeah, like you can be like, oh, you know, I fucking I hate this, but yeah. you know, my my friend loves it. Yeah. You know, and I mean that's cool. My friend doesn't need to feel pressured to not like it also just because I don't like it. Yeah, like, we, let's like let's like different shit. Yep, and like let's be friends and appreciate. We don't have to like you just want the core values to match up with you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't want friends that are obviously running around doing a bunch of fucking shady shit. And, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Because that's gonna if you're hanging out with people that are doing weird shit your name is attached to this now. Oh, that's that guy that, uh, that Zach hangs out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy fucking broke into my car. It's like, Oh, Whoa, no. Yeah. You know, I, wow. So, yeah, so, you not, know, yep. So in those senses, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. It's, uh, but if some dude just want, wants to work his eight hours and come home and play Call of Duty and fucking yeah. shit, oh, we, I'm still going to come through and smoke a blunt. And, yeah. And, especially and, and, if he owns it. Especially if he's just like, dude, I work at the fucking pet store. I fucking deal with people every day and I get make sure they get their cat food. They get their dog food. They get all that. And, and you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll be there like, in 10 I years. I don't but feel I just, like somebody needs to have overly ambitious goals and aspirations for me to hang out with them. Not at all. Not at all. Now I fuck with those people who do have those as well. Well, I line up a little bit more with people who are obviously on those kind of same things, but I think it's very healthy to have both, to just have some friends that you just barbecue with. And it's just like, dude, we just talk about sports and chill and like, it's cool. It's not, you know, and then I have my friends that I dream with and I'm like, Hey man, I'm trying to do that. My neighbor, my neighbor works uh, at a place where they make flour. I think it's called ABM. It's in Spokane. The dude is the most laid back dude ever. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like what you're saying. Like he, he, he's like, he's like, I'll get somebody a job on here, but I need him to stay. I'm like, okay, what kind of, st- I need him to be here in 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's been there 11 years. He's just like, I plan on retiring. He's a young cat. Wow. He's like, I plan on retiring at this place. He was like, it, it, it's it because just he's just content with what he has going on mm-hmm. because he's deci- he's got other shit. Well, that kind of lines up with what you were saying about the happiness and not the money and, and, yes. and these things. Like, I, yes. I mean, if you're if money comes into play to like, hey, my bills are paid. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I make enough to be able to go take trips. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I got a nice whip. I fucking, you know, like, yep. like whatever your whatever your needs are, they're met. Yeah, you're happy. You know, there's not, not everybody needs to have this over, you know, to fucking get and grind. I need more and more and more. Some people are just like, dude, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, and so honestly, it, it can be poisonous. I feel like when people want more yeah. and more, it, it, a perfect relationship, a perfect room full of friends for me is a couple people who are 
crazy about goals. A mm-hmm. couple people who are just laid back, you know, a couple friends that are females that you're not trying to fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and nobody in the room is really trying to fuck them. Bro, and I'm talking about like that's older a perfect friends, situation. Younger friends. Yeah, all of it. Especially in our 30s, bro. We're kind of like getting toward, you know, we're like in the middle. So it's like I'll have some, you know, I'll have some friends that are 21, 22, 23, some yep. friends that are 28, some friends that are 35, you know, 38, yeah. 40, yeah. 45. Yeah. Like I think that you could, you know, don't put yourself in a box with like, oh, I just need to hang out with other 30-year-olds and they need to be of my mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want an echo chamber either where you're just surrounding yourself with people who share the same views as you that are going to tell you things you want to hear that we need different opinions. We need different. That's how we learn. That's how we get better. So I love it. That's exactly true. Yep. How you feeling, bro? Feeling good. I'm ready. I keep staring at this. Fucking light that shit. Ah! We're about to be done with this. We're about to be done with this. Let me see the lighter real quick. One thing I want to know is, uh, I want to know, do you, how you feel like you think that people can just make music and art and things like that for fun? Like, you know, start a business, have a business and, and just have you thought of making music just for fun or, or I think about, even, I think about making is music. Is it an all or nothing thing? I think about making music every single day, every single day it crosses my mind and I consider writing a song, looking up beats it's it's every day, okay? And yes, I think you to answer your question, yes, I think you can do it as a hobby. Or is there a burning, you know, for you in particular, I guess, is there like a, a like a like as soon as you flip that switch on, is it just go time and then you're back For what? For music for or music for... and you're wanting to just, you know, market it and create it and videos and it just starts consuming you or can you kind of just make a, you know, write a song and just put it out and like Let's put it like this. I barely can listen to music. And you might not know that about me, but sometimes you'll ask me, "Hey, what do you listen to?" Well, you're right always now? showing sometimes me good I don't, shit. Well, I mean, sometimes I have nothing. A lot of times I have nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I listen and I hear and I, I, I I'm able to like put myself in a moment and Ooh, catch a vibe. You get inspired. I get really inspired, mm-hmm. and 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 um, at the same time I'm inspired, I'm also the biggest critic of myself, and so I'm thinking to myself, "But how is that going to equate?" You know. And so it, but, it, 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 honestly, listening to good music, this is how this is, you know, this is bad. But I'm going to share it. Listening to good music kind of fucks with me. Listening to the radio doesn't do anything. But when you listen to when you listen find to a something song, that's super good, watching y'all perform, listening to John's track, make it right, which is we're releasing here pretty soon. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Listening to stuff like that fucks with my head bro like it gets you wanting to fucking it gets me wanting to stop everything i'm doing now and go back to you know what's crazy creating music that's how powerful that the the feeling is to create something beautiful Mm mm-hmm and, and especially when you see there's something in there where it's like you know that you have the ability Mm -hmm. and (laughs) <laughs> because let's be honest, like I think a lot like me and you, I can't really speak for Mike, but you know, we make music for ourselves. 
That's exactly in a lot it. of instances. Yes. Like we're not making music for, oh, I'm trying to make the new hottest track. You know, what, what, what kind of beats are popular? You're finding something that resonates with you. And then you're, you're, you're kind of, as that beat plays, at least for me, it'll start kind of painting the picture about what this is going to be about. So the beat will kind of tell me what the song is going to be about, mm. you know. So that's how you know you're good at it. If it's got a beach vibe, you're oh, an artist. This. Just imagine, take a paintbrush, put it in your hand, and get in front of a canvas lyrically, right? And you're explaining art. You know what I mean? Yeah. When somebody just puts a beat on and they're and they're like, "Oh, this song has to be about girls or this or that and the other," that ain't art. Mm-hmm. You know, but the way you just described the way you like to make music, that's art mm-hmm. where it's like, it's going to speak to me, you know? Well, because it speaks to me. Yes. So if I can get it to speak to me mm-hmm. and you fuck with me, then mm-hmm. it's going to speak to you. You have to be able to translate your funny language, which we call music and you have your own style, right? You're gonna, can, you got to figure out a way to translate that to the people. And then it's and then it's up to you. it's a responsibility you have in your brain to be like I got to make this pop. I got to do this and that. And that's what ends up happening to me when the more and more I get into music is I start doing it for other reasons where I need to be doing it for myself, you know? And just like a business how you want to do better and better each year, I could never top None of the first music I made. You could. I've wrote. But, I've wrote but, a lot of music after so, I wrote music, and I can. In my brain, it was not as good. Well, so it was I, never released. So, but another another part about it is, I mean, I guess if, if it's not good, it's not good to you. But I just feel like it's going to be different, but not necessarily worse. Mm-hmm. It's like you listen to the harvest. And it's very special because you were able able to create a vibe where you can go back and you can remember all those times and you can remember that house yep. and you can remember every single song the trips yep. and you can remember everything that was happening at that time. Yep. That is what is so fucking beautiful about it for us. Yeah. Is it, it can bring us, it, I mean, it's, it, it's a sonic yeah. tattoo, man. And it's yeah. like, it's there forever that, that exists, you know, yeah, that's a way it's, for us to it's, express it's ourselves. challenging and it's it's uh, what's the word if you're not sure and you're scared to even try. Right. It's mm-hmm. like it's like uh, you don't know the outcome with new music. This is just me and how I overthink things, you know, mm-hmm. but now put a pause on that and take it to something where, you know, the outcome. You know, I guess it's a co- it's a safe bet, mm-hmm. you know, for what I'm doing because now because I you, know it'll pay off. Because what if you just were you're working at the, the detail shit, but in your spare time? And I'm just saying metaphorically, like for anybody who was in this situation, mm-hmm. have a job, and you just made music with no expectations. That would then, be the way to go. And then you put it on Spotify, and yep. then a playlist picked it up, yep. and someone's like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And you're like, "Oh, it is." That would be like, the way to go. Hey, there's a demand of people that want you to tour. We're yeah. gonna, we're, I mean, we kind of need need you to yeah you're gonna need to do you know and then maybe that's the right way to do it rather than you know trying and having an shoving expect- and expectation jamming and yeah, yeah exactly and then getting disappointed because you're yeah mm-hmm. right yeah no totally totally if i could if i could wrap my brain around making that okay then i'd totally you know but really it's like art stop trying put effort in do but stop trying Put effort in and do, and but stop trying. Do it for yourself. It's really, it's, it's, that's actually a really good point. 
you know, just, you know, bust out the canvas, get out the paint and, and lay it down and don't have no expectations, you know? And I mean, some people may be different. Some people may be able to create it in a way where they can kind of see the end goal. And that's a special fucking person. Or some people already move. You know who seems like does care. that? He just released a song. T.S. You hit it. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like he kind of knows where the end goal is on those tracks? I feel like I you feel know like, what I mean. There's no way he's not thinking that ain't gonna go. I feel go. like TS is just moving with a purpose. TS is one of those people I look up to because he he doesn't focus on the glitz and the glamour and all this other shit. He just focuses on he does it right, mm-hmm. and he just focuses on doing it right mm-hmm. and and gaining knowledge and getting better. And you're gonna find your place in this universe man spokane got a gem when he came to town just imagine if that wasn't it would just because whether people admit it or not they look at the way that that stuff is created Mm -hmm. and and they they're like okay maybe i need to take a little more time like people are jacking people's style and their the way that they release shit constantly i'm wrong I noticed it too back in the day, but I mean, the, the way that you take it is a way that you learn a lesson. But it's not necessarily like you're gonna go out there and say, "I learned this from from no. this cat." Nobody ever pays anybody fucking no homage for the shit they learn. Exactly. Like. Exactly. But T.S. Man, the thing that's so great about him also is that he's just seen, it's so effortless. Yeah. When he does a song, it just sounds good. Yeah. And it, it doesn't sounds seem good. like he he's forcing it at all. No. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a real good artist. That, you heard he's the new a one? Good art- yes. I. I mean, I heard it on his Instagram. I didn't have to hear much of it. Yeah, that, yeah. To love it, you know what I mean? It's like looking from a painting from across the fucking room. So, what do you think? And it's like that's tight. So, what do you think is, is the defining factor, like between somebody looking on the Instagram story, right? Because mm-hmm. you looked at the Instagram story, mm-hmm. you loved the song from what mm-hmm. you heard, yeah. But it wasn't enough. For you to be like, well, I'm going to open this on Spotify. I'm going to add it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to playlist it. I'm going to buy it. I'm well, gonna... that's just my own thing. Everybody's different, right? I, right? But I and think so that it's wanna... more of a trend now. I just think that mm-hmm. that songs are, you know, they're, I don't know if there's just so many of them or something. You know, Before, like a song would come out and be like, whoa, this song is, wow, a song. Mm-hmm. Like it was a, it was a, like such a big deal. And now it's just like a song. Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll, yeah. I'll probably hear it'll it never go away so i'll listen to it one day when it when it naturally comes into my ears and but even even when you see it and you hear it and it's amazing and you love it mm-hmm. sometimes that even that isn't enough and i don't really for think, you to seek it out and and it, but outside of being like six nine or something like that and like doing rainbowed hair and tatted like trying to do everything possible to just get people to fucking actually go you know, okay, let me look a little deeper or whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever the gimmicks are that people use. I think that the what TS does is the most authentic way because you're gonna you're gonna get there. Yeah. You're gonna he's he's gonna get you there. Yep. You know. So uh with that said, I'm gonna say, hey, Joe, plug T S, man. Fucking yeah, go in there, I, I catch was just that gonna song. Say, yeah. What's it called? Ray's Sun or uh he'll look it up. T S the solution. Yeah, what's his T new song dot called? S the solution i believe yeah on spotify it's sick and this is coming from people who you know who make art and, and then mike like, mike also just just had a song come oh out with God. dj spicy ketchup same lover vibe. boy great same vibe it's like it's same thing like you i you can see from across the room that that's tight and 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 you know, not everything that's super tight do you want to dive into and figure all out mm-hmm. and and that's that's kind of how that is you know it's like 
you know, they're force feeding us the stuff that's all right, but the stuff that's the best, it's almost like you want to, you know, kind of back away from. I remember telling you a long time ago, like seeing somebody live, it kind of ruins it for me. I, I was actually explaining this. You, you got it? Yes, it's California Rays. Oh, yeah, okay, California sick. Rays. Go check that out. But I remember I was telling somebody, and that's TS The Solution, California Rays, just so you guys know. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, I remember telling somebody recently about that, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know how my my friend thinks that it, that an artist like it loses the the mystique. Yeah, for that him. was me. That was me and you talking. And all I can say is that it makes it real. Where and if it becomes real to me, where I can see them and there's them doing it, then I can like I, for some reason I figure out. I look at not only the good because the good came to me instantly. Mm-hmm. That's why I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I start to kind of notice the bad. And it just kind of makes it, it less it, special. It, it brings it down for me. You know what I mean? And I would prefer to just consider you like a mythical character. And I mean, even when you see a video. Yeah. Like a music. So like, for instance, uh, like Rex Life Raj. Perfect example. Yeah. Like I remember you, you found him. You were just like, oh. listening to this song. And then, you know. And you, then I saw him and, and I was. And it just, it, but the thing is, this is also like the same comparison as, you know, reading a book or watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to watch the movie and they're going to lay out what the characters look like and what the dragon looks like or whatever. Yeah. All these things. Whereas when you're reading the book, you're really, you know, you're creating the things that, you know, what you want them to look like. What yeah. you, you know, which is just so much more of a magical experience. I just thought of something and I keep going back to this because I feel like it's like the rawest form of creation. Imagine if like, you know, you have, you're, you're balling, you have paintings on the wall Mm -hmm. and you get an opportunity and they're all from the same artist and you get an opportunity to meet the guy and it's just not the guy that you expected in your brain. He's a dick. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or he just doesn't look like the guy and he's like, that's me. Those are my paintings. And it's like, whether you'll take them off the wall or not, that's a different discussion. But I feel like it brings it down. A, it definitely just loses like oversell under deliver is kind of what's going on there. But there's because, nothing they can do. Yeah. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. <laughs> what, am I supposed to not do live shows? Yeah, like, exactly. So the uh, the point is, is being selective. What about, about like, OK, so what about like artists like the gorillas? fucking genius are you kidding me yeah like you never know what they look like genius i've thought about that the whole dead mouth thing was worse that thing it's fucking marketing gold because in your brain you you wouldn't dare put a human's face on that but what's crazy is then you have like eminem who has made money just like being looking like, you know, just a regular dude far and few between. But I think that's a thing of the past. I think that people, and we were talking about authenticity too, which is actually just, this is contradictive to that, but we were talking about how, you know, you got to be your most authentic self and that's the thing that's selling the most these days. But there's also the opposite spectrum of that, which is, or the opposite end of the spectrum, which is, yeah. you know, that mystique. Yes. There's something the special mis- about that. The mystery. When you yes. hear a song and you haven't seen the video and you're creating things in your head, it's kind of like, you know, when when you have like an event in, in this weekend and you haven't been to the venue, you don't yes. know it, and you're kind of, th- you have it all imagined a certain way. And then you get there and you're like, oh, mm. you know, and you're either, you're either let down or, you're, you know, you're like, mm. oh, wow, this is better than I thought, you know. But, exactly. you know, you kind of. Yeah. Now you know, and then now you form an opinion 
And after you form an opinion, it's your thought. And then from then you may tell somebody, oh, this is what I think about that. When, when it's almost, it's, it's, it's more kid-like and joyful to just have that wondery and be like, oh, the knit. But then you go and you perform at the knitting factory mm -hmm. and you're like, damn, this place is pretty fucking ghetto. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's just this weird thing. And it's not everybody. It's just me. I'm probably the weirdest fucking person when it comes to that. But I would prefer to have the, the music, the art, the creative things that I look at. I'd prefer to keep a mystery as long as I can. And I mean, like. That doesn't mean I'm not going to eventually go look it or up. Or what does that fit into, like, you know, supporting the artist that you love? You know what I'm saying? Because that's where, like, artists survive, right? Is, yes. is people, like, going to the show, people buying the merch, people watching the video, yep. people doing those things. So yep. it's like if you, you know, we don't, I, I don't want to urge people to, to do that be, or to not do that because I want more of a connection yeah. between the artists. But, I totally understand yeah. the mystique end of it. Imagine too. like imagine five years goes down the road and you went to this you went you went to the show of the artist you like when he came to town every single year. Like eventually you're not gonna go. I mean it just kind of I've, I've done that. Like there's artists you that know, I've seen that they're gonna come back and I'm like eh, I'm good. You know what I mean? And it's just but that's just me. Some people are just show people and yeah. they just want to go. But yeah. me, I just like if I've it's like a movie. It's like if I've seen it. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You and know. so and so I want to keep as many of those uh gems in my brain that I think are are larger. And believe me, if if I'm dragging my feet on seeing you live, it's because I fuck with you. I so backwards. That it's is backwards. so backwards. Because if a, if an artist comes out like, you know, when I kind of But I think that's the artist in us. If I've well, if I think if I've seen somebody and I'm like I've seen him, it's like movie. I've seen it. I don't need yeah. to go see it again. But then, but I've heard them like they dropped a new album or something. They have a song on there that I'm like, wow, really love this. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll find myself back there yeah. to, to see the new performance or or totally. something like that. You yeah, know? I can I can see that. But too. I, maybe that is the artist in us where we're. It's just... the artist in us because we create as well, and we want to be able to. I, I mean, like, it's 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 uh, you know, it's it's the wonder. And so us creating, we don't know when we're going into something creating it's if it's going to be if it's going to be good or not. And so when we see something like that, I don't know. It's just it just it's just just the way it is for us who make people who make art. You know. I think maybe we just take what we need from seeing that live performance or, yep. or whatever, and then and then we move on to we need something new. Yeah. Because I take stuff from folk bands, rap artists, All rock. That. Reggae, just seeing live performances is really powerful. But mm -hmm. and we got off on quite a tangent, man. That's all good. Yeah, we've been. It's all good. You know, probably a good time to fucking wrap this bitch up, man. We get this day started. It's cool. Kind of cloudy, but maybe we go throw some discs or something. Yeah, something. Let's go do something fun. Yeah. Well, what, we want to plug the people. Your uh, oh, you know, for where sure. They can find you. Where they oh, can okay. Find your business. Um, if you if you want to get your car cleaned, or if you just want to stop by and say what's up. Um, it's going to be Auto Skin Detail. Uh, we are located on Trent in Spokane. And yeah, we just basically, we clean cars, make make cars that are worn out, and we make them look new again. That's all we do. So, and then on Instagram, I'm at uh, Imperfect Cody. So, that's how you'd find me. Boom. All righty, guys. Cody, thanks yeah. for coming in, man. Chilling, of course. You're Absolutely. a beautiful man. And you're Thank doing you. the Lord's work, so. Thank you. All right, man. All right. All right, ya. guys. Love you. Peace. Peace.
Yo, I'm just happy to be here. I mean, let's be honest, bro. Like, all those little crevasses. Like, you could literally probably just be in an alley with some fucking, just a couple little tools, just fucking shredding them off to pee. You could probably just cut it off with a knife right into their mouth, bro. <laughs> and that, that right there is going to leave a lasting relationship. They're going to say, this guy's sick as fuck.